Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. If you're not already following us on Instagram, make sure you are. We post a lot of fun stuff at Teach Me How to Adult Media and on TikTok at Teach Me How to Adult. It is a great time. Please join us. And I know you are here today to learn about job interviewing, but if you want to learn how to be a better interviewer in general because you want to start a podcast or you have one and you just want to take it to the next level, make sure you check out our podcast coaching services at teachmehowtoadult.ca slash how to podcast and you can book a mentorship call with us today. We've had some really great chats already and we can't wait to see everyone's podcast come to life. We are very excited about this episode because we are talking about our biggest tips going into a job interview because it seems like a lot of people are interviewing these days. Oh yeah. There have been so many layoffs recently. So many people are on the job hunt and a lot of people are just dissatisfied with the situation they're in and they're ready to try something new. But so many people I know right now are job hunting and it is a strenuous, horrible task. (laughs) Interviewing has gotten out of control. Companies are like expecting like five rounds. Some of them are like two or three hours each. It can stretch over the course of months and it's it's just so drawn out. It can be very disheartening. Yeah. And when you walk out of an interview and you're like, I couldn't have fucking nailed that more. It's a great feeling. And that is what we are here to talk about today. Absolutely. And I think a key thing, this is not one of the tips, but if you can go into the interviews asking what the full process is going to be like, just so you can mentally prepare. I think that's so uh, helpful because when I was on the job hunt, I didn't ask those questions. So it would throw me off when there'd be like another round or all of a sudden a case that had to be done or a presentation that had to be submitted. So another, another one, one, another, another one, one, another one. <laughs> so if you ask the questions and you know what you're getting into, it'll help you feel a little bit better. That's a great point. You're definitely allowed to ask what to expect in terms of how long it'll take. And Totally. Yeah, great point. So we've done our fair share of interviewing and basically just wanted to share some of our most successful tips for standing out during the process and just how to kind of like ease the nerves and make you feel a little bit comfortable going into it. We've boiled it down to like one point each that really changed the game for us because you can listen back to other episodes we've done on the interviewing process and on being laid off and on how to prepare for interviews, how to nail your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But really like this is what's worked for us. Yeah. This is our behind the scenes secrets. Yes. Yes. So my hot tip is usually what throw or at least what used to throw me off in an interview is when someone would ask me like a behavioral question of, you know, tell me about a time when you had to overcome a challenge or tell me about a time when you worked really well with a team. And that used to stump me if I wasn't pre- I fucking prepared. Hate those. I know it's it's they're stressful because you're like, OK, what's what are they going to ask? But if you have three stories prepared that you can spin to answer those questions, even if they're mm. not quite what they asked for but you it's such a good story and it's like somewhat applicable it'll still catch their attention and understand the type of employee that you're going to be it's all how you spin it there's even been an interview once that I had where I was like I don't actually have a specific example of that but let me tell you about a time when I had to x y and z and then they're they're not going to be like no yeah you know like you're just maybe you actually haven't done what they're looking for and that's okay 
but you have something else yeah, yeah, that you yeah. can bring to the table. That's really smart. Okay, so really, you've basically pre-rehearsed exactly the stories and like impact that you want to bring up. You have it down pat so that all you need to do is like pull the right story in when they ask you the question that makes the most sense. So exactly. Walk me through what one of those would be. Like what would what's a generic question that people ask and what's a story that you would like fit into there? Okay. I think I think something you, people usually ask is something along the lines of like tell me about a time when you had to overcome a challenge or do something mm-hmm. where you had little guidance. So a story that I love to use which is also a very fun one when I was working for Disney And I had to promote The Rise of Skywalker, which was the last film in the Skywalker saga. As a non-Star Wars fan, I was panicking (gasps) because I was supposed to be the lead on promoting this movie. And I knew nothing about the Star Wars series. So I basically... You should have come to me. I know. I really should have. I'm obsessed. I really should have. I am obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) So, and remember, you want to follow the star method, which we talked about with Emily the Recruiter. So situation, task, action, and results. So... Didn't know anything about Star Wars, and I was tasked with coming up with a experiential marketing campaign to promote the film. So what I did is I spent my entire weekend watching every single Star Wars movie, reading every single Star Wars forum and fan website so I could really understand what these fans would be expecting from this last film and how right. I could like pay homage to it. Smart. You weren't just reading plot points. You were reading about the fans. The fans. And what the fans want. Because yeah. I wanted it to be a, a fan experience. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. me, in partnership with our fabulous experiential agency, came up with this awesome concept. Selfie rooms were a big thing at this time. So we created this six-room Star Wars event experience where people could go wow. into a room and experience some essence of Star Wars. We had like collectible action figures in one room. We had a C-3PO room that was all gold and you could throw confetti Bye. and really immerse yourself in the Star Wars world. And the results of this were we had amazing earned media and PR picked it up. We had thousands of people come in the weekend, more than we had anticipated. And the fans loved it. People were posting about it, tweeting about it, sharing pictures on Instagram. It was just a huge success. And then I would spin it and say something like, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty when I don't know anything. I spent a lot of time researching it. And of course, I asked for help and guidance when I need it. I had a fabulous team working with me. You were able to self-educate and figure it out on your own without being like, hey, is there someone that wants to run point on this who actually knows Star Wars? Instead, you were like, no, 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 no. I can handle this. I will educate myself and I will figure it out. Because everyone wants to know that your employee can figure shit out. Or you could do something easy like build a big, I don't know, life-size... I still don't know the characters, R2-D2. And sure, people will take pictures of it, but is that an experience? Are they going to walk away being like, that was amazing. So that is something you could spin. But if you haven't worked at Disney and haven't worked on a Star Wars movie, you could think back to any time you were tasked to do something that you had no clue what you were doing and work through your thought process of how you educated yourself. Basically, what they're looking for is are you going to ask for help if you need it? Are you going to try something first? Are you going to self-educate and work independently? And then if you can't figure it out, go and be like, hey, okay, here's what I've done. Like, I'm showing you my work, but I also want to, like, run this by you guys and make sure, you know, that I'm I'm yeah, doing like, what I need to do. They want to see that you're a team player, but you're also a self-starter. That's basically that question. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're in an era where employers really don't want to have to handhold so the Mm -hmm. more that you can show and demonstrate in these stories that you are a self-starter you can figure shit out you can work independently you are not going to need to be spoon-fed every step of the way and that story 
absolutely does it. So that's, that is a great yeah. example. Sometimes people ask you, what's it, what's something that you worked on that you were really proud of? Like that could stump right. someone. Cause all of a sudden you're like, Oh, what have I done? Like you forget all the things that you've done. But if you've got that story yeah. that works, overcame a yeah. challenge, did something you're proud of, led a project from start to finish collaborated with you have the metrics of success you shared that yeah you're like this is how you have the numbers and the data of why it was such a success that's a perfect example exactly love that so that's my hot tip that's a good tip I used to just try to come up with things on the fly and you know I could bullshit my way through (laughs) but like let's enter an era of not bullshitting our way through and being prepared well I feel like that's when you like sweat and ramble not you but one would sweat and ramble when you're like trying to come up with me (laughs) ramble Never. (laughs) But we love you. I feel like in my interview experience, everything changed in terms of like the dynamic of the interviews when I started to actually kind of grill the interviewer and have questions ready to ask them. Yes. And not just focus on what my answers were going to be to their questions, but really come prepared with my own questions for them. It puts you in the power seat. I feel like everyone would be pretty impressed and they would feel like I'm actually very invested in the company and in my growth there and in what's actually happening, caring about what we're doing there because I had so many questions for them. And it just kind of shifted everything. It's like they almost had to prove to me why this job would be worth my time. I love that. And that innately kind of creates just like a big dick player vibe, which... (laughs) is what we want you know (laughs) there really is nothing worse than at the end of an interview when an interviewer says or a recruiter says do you have any questions for us and if you're like no I think that's everything like no no, No. wrong that's not everything unless you've asked tons of questions throughout not waited to Mm -hmm. the end then then it's okay but really you should come equipped with some questions and try to be specific as possible it's okay to have a few generic ones if they really do matter like you know I would want to ask about the culture yeah and yeah. maybe have specific questions about the culture so like how is collaboration culture and team bonding prioritized and what are some examples of how that's prioritized throughout the year mm. and you know what are the what are the team building exercises that happen you know what's the culture what are the measurements of success for my role like a year down da- a year into this role what would you look at and say wow, they really crushed it. Yeah. They've met all of our metrics and they are surpassing them. So you can ask stuff like that that's just generally good to know and to ask, but then try to come up with some really specific tailored questions to the company. So if it's like a startup, you could go in there and be like, hey, what are your growth goals for X, Y, and Z? Or like, you know, I just saw you did your first round of funding. I would love to know how that went and what the next step is. If it's a bigger company and you've seen stuff about them in the news, you can ask them questions about that. Even if it's not great news, like if there were rounds of layoffs or a new CEO was coming in, like you should ask those questions because it shows you've done your research. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've had lots of experts in the past even tell us like, you know, what are the things you really value? You can be asking like, what's your diversity and inclusion plans for the future? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the kind of balance on the team? What can I be expecting? What would my direct manager's experience be yeah. You know, in terms of how long have they been a manager here? And so you can ask lots of specific questions. You can also bring ideas to the table in the form of questions. And they can almost be like suggestions. So like, have you guys considered doing this? You know, have you guys considered expanding what you do on this social platform into this? I've noticed you don't have a presence there, but that really seems to be where your audience might live. Right. Or would you guys be 
open to doing more, you know, newsletter marketing. I haven't seen, you know, regular newsletter marketing coming and here's all the reasons why I think that might help. So you can also have light suggestions in the form of questions to show them that you're like really thinking about the business and that you really value what you're going to be doing there. I've gone into jobs that seemed like they might be a little bit more like project management e and just a bit less creative than I was hoping. Mm-hmm. So I asked them for examples of how I would be able to get involved with the creative teams and be able to kind of like flex creative muscles, even though it was a project management role. And then they kind of had to come up with like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you could collaborate with this team or we're always Smart. looking for someone to help with copy. So yeah, it can be really questions based on values, suggestions, success, curiosities about the company, but it really puts you in a powerful position when you go in there and you're not going in with desperation. You're going in like, tell me why I should be here without saying yeah. that. <laughs> well, it, it, it breaks the ice a little bit and it makes it more conversational when you start asking them kind of like the hard hitting questions. And I think if you can try to do it throughout the interview instead of at the end, it'll start to make you feel a little bit more comfortable. So maybe after they've asked you a, a tough kind of question have you and you've answered it, even if you didn't fully nail it, if you can at the end be like, and how does that relate to like X, Y, and Z at your company? Like, can you tell me a little bit more about how that would fit with this role? Then it just takes that like awkward, stressful grilling off of you. And all of a sudden you're totally. just having a back and forth conversation. Yeah. Which feels better for everyone. Yeah. Like people prefer when it's a give and a take rather than like, I'm sure recruiters and hiring managers must be like just kind of exhausted with going through this really formulaic way of interviewing. Yeah. And so it's nice to break that up and have like dialogue, an interesting back and forth conversation, a dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. Because, okay, my benchmark truly when I'm interviewing at the end of the day, and even when I'm interviewing employees for my team too, I'm like, could I sit on a plane with this person for four hours if I had to? Like, could I actually True. enjoy sitting with them? And that's how I want them to feel about me when they're interviewing me. Yeah. I want them to be like, oh yeah, I could totally work with this girl. This would be, this would be super fun. So we're all humans at the end of the day, which is hard to hard to remember when you're in the hot seat being grilled. Totally agree. Those are our tips. We know interviewing can be exhausting and overwhelming, but hopefully with these two tips, it can really set you apart from other candidates and help you go into it with confidence. And please listen back to our past episodes. If you're in the thick of it, especially with Emily, the recruiter, we'll link it in the show notes. It was so helpful. It'll just help anyone that's going through the job hunting phase. It is such a good one. Good luck, friends. Go in there with confidence. You are absolutely going to crush it. And DM us if you have any other questions about interviewing. We're happy to, to tackle them. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.